Section 7 of Harper's Young People, Volume 1, Issue 10, January 6, 1880. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Betty B. Harper's Young People, Volume 1, Issue 10, January 6, 1880. Mathematical Puzzles, Number 5. Two boys kept neighboring apple stands, and each had thirty apples to sell every day. One sold his at the rate of two for five cents, and received seventy-five cents, and the other at three for five cents, and received fifty cents, the total being one dollar and twenty-five cents. It happened one day that one of the boys was sick, and the other engaged to sell the whole stock of sixty apples at the same rate. Two for five and three for five, that's five for ten said he and five for ten he sold them but to his astonishment when he got through he had but one dollar and twenty cents instead of one dollar and twenty-five cents now how did he lose five cents number six how old are your children asked a lady who was visiting a friend the mother of three beautiful daughters my oldest daughter is just double the age of my youngest daughter replied the mother and the age of my other child is that of her youngest sister and one-third more their three combined ages make exactly the sum of my age and i shall be sixty-six one year from today. what was the age of each of the three daughters the oldest rose-bush in the world they say it is the oldest and who knows that it is not i will tell you the story as it was told to me and you shall see what you think of it there is a funny old town in germany called hildesheim a little out of the way of travellers but full of curious and interesting things and over its fine cathedral walls climbs a rose-bush so large and strong that it may well be a thousand years old as they say it is a thousand years ago said the sacristan the country all about here was a forest if you have studied history you will see the story may be true so far for you know Charlemagne became emperor of Germany in A.D. 800, and that Germany was little better than a wilderness then. One day, continued the sacristan, Louis the Gentle, the son of Charlemagne, went hunting with all his retinue in this forest. They had with them a box of relics. Relics, you must know, were pieces of the dress of martyrs and saints, or something that martyrs and saints had touched in their lifetime or perhaps even the bones of martyrs and saints when they encamped for dinner the gentle lewis wished to put this box of relics away very carefully and looking about he saw a beautiful blooming rose-bush which must have been quite large even then as he concealed the box in its branches perhaps they hurried away in pursuit of game after dinner or perhaps they ate too much and as often happened in such a case they forgot to be as religious as they were before dinner. However it was, at all events, they rode away without the relics and never missed them till the next day. Then Lewis was full of shame and declared they must ride back again and never give up searching till they found the box. So they rode for many a weary hour, searching the byways of the forest, for there were few roads, till at last they all suddenly stopped, full of awe and wonder. It was a beautiful June day, and the birds were singing, and the flowers were blooming. But, lo, just before them they saw a glade in the forest, 
where the fresh white snow lay like a soft thick carpet over everything and yet it did not cover everything either for in the center of the glade grew a lovely rose bush with hundreds of bright blossoms upon it and this was the bush in which the box had been hidden lewis hastened forward and grasped the box but lo here was another miracle it had grown into the wood of the rose bush so firmly that it could not be taken away then lewis fell on his knees and said he would receive this as a sign and he vowed to build a cathedral on the spot they called the snow holy snow because it had hidden the ugly remnants of their feast with its purity but had left the rose bush free and they named the cathedral and the town which sprang up about it hildesheim which in old old german meant holy snow it is certainly an enormous rose bush and its roots grow wide under the cathedral over them in the crypt is an altar said to be of pure silver and it looks as if it might be on the altar are heaped great bunches of artificial roses which they persuade the ignorant peasants are actual blossoms of the rose bush itself even when it is leafless and bare in the winter i cannot say that all the sacristan's story is true but i know that the rose bush of hildesheim is the largest one i ever saw and that the town is a very old place indeed a few years ago some wonderful gold and silver vessels were dug up there which must have been used by an almost forgotten race if any of you live near washington you can see copies of them in the smithsonian institution crochet purse this pretty purse will make a nice gift for some of our young people it is worked with red saddler silk in open-work double crochet and consists of an oblong bag pointed toward the bottom and furnished with small slits at the top on both sides the purse is closed with two metal bars finished with knobs and joined with a chain and ring an ordinary steel slide may be substituted a metal acorn finishes the bottom make a foundation of ninety-six stitches close these in a ring with one slip stitch and crochet the first round four chain stitch the first three of which count as first double crochet then always alternately one double crochet on the second following stitch one chain finally one slip stitch on the third of the first three chain in this round second round one slip stitch on the next stitch four chain stitch the first three of which count as first double crochet then always alternately one double crochet on the next chain in the preceding round one chain finally one slip stitch on the third of the first three chain in this round next work twenty-four rounds like the preceding round but in the last ten rounds narrow at intervals and instead of one double crochet pass over two double crochet so that in the last round only eight double crochet are worked run the working thread through the stitch of the last round draw it tight and set on the acorn then finish the purse in two parts working on the upper side of the foundation stitch three rounds in the preceding design going back and forth and in the last round fasten in the bars as follows asterisk seven chain pass over two double crochet lay on the bar from the wrong side carry the chain across the bar to the wrong side one single crochet on the next chain stitch seven chain stitch carry these over the bar to the front pass over two double crochet 
one single crochet on the next chain stitch and repeat from asterisk. End of section 7